0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening
2: to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. you right here, right now. Hey, hey! Let's go, Buffalo! Hey, hey! Let's go, Buffalo! Hey, hey, let's
1: go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna
2: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons Podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Your Buffalo Bills are headed to the
3: AFC Championship for the first time since 1994 with their win today over the Baltimore Ravens 17-3 to in Orchard Park. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate, we're going to discuss this Bills victory today and... It just feels so good. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game. We're going to go over stats of the game, our plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from amazing followers and Twitters, and we have several. I believe we have five giveaways to do on the podcast to discuss today. So uh just some exciting stuff. Thank you guys all for joining us. Um, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And, fellas, we literally just got done watching the Bills uh, get back to the AFC championship for the first time in, I haven't even done the math yet in my head. 26 years, 26 years. So this is, I mean, we were, we, we I feel like every single week we talk about another milestone that the Bills have just, uh, just made another milestone, something, another, another hurdle that they've overcome, another challenge that they've, triumphed over and here is another one the bills it wasn't pretty it wasn't a beautiful game front to back but the bills did what they need to in the end it doesn't matter just like the week before the win against the colts it wasn't pretty but they ended up getting the w uh the same thing again this week it just it feels so good the bills are either playing right now you know the browns or the chiefs and um the way that they played tonight with the defense playing As good as they played against a very potent Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, I feel very encouraged that one of the two sides would step up in the AFC championship and hopefully make a Super Bowl run. I mean, this is, this is just, I mean, we've never, we've never been at this point on a podcast or in our personal lives in a long time. And I just, I'm feeling it. Um, I'm in such a good spot. Mike, John, John, I'll start with you first. How are you feeling? And, uh, and yeah, what were your thoughts? Just some general thoughts on the game itself.
1: I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. This is amazing. AFC championship game. Oh, the, the last time the Bills were in the AFC championship game, they played the Chiefs, who they very well may play next week. Jim Kelly and Joe Montana started that game. This is ridiculous. Um,
3: Was that the same game that Joe Montana got injured in, I believe? Yes.
1: Yeah, I think he got a concussion, and Dave Craig ended up finishing the game. Mm-hmm. And now, so if the Browns end up winning, then that will be the the sixth different opponent the Bills have faced in an AFC championship game. They've played the Bengals, Dolphins, Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs. Browns would be a sixth different team, only mildly interesting. But (laughs) (laughs) obviously, if the Browns win though, the Bills would get another home game. Whereas if the Chiefs won, then they have to play in Kansas City. So we'll know tomorrow or you listeners may already know based on when you're listening to this.
2: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this is a train wreck, John. Do you have like a dopamine dump or <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like I'm on an adrenaline excited. high still? I'm damn excited either way. We're, I mean, we're, Your amygdala is just like
1: fluttering. The, the game just finished. We're recording this just after the game. <laughs> I'm just so damn excited. Oh, that's so good. The defense. How about the defense, right? Like Like crazy. Um, only allowed three points. They scored a touchdown. Like they came through when they needed. The offense wasn't bad by any means. They just didn't, they didn't put the points up. Um, obviously the win was a factor today, but you know, hey, that the Bills put it together and I I just couldn't be more excited.
2: I feel like I'm listening to John Madden talk to John Madden. I
3: don't know. (laughs) To Brett Favre. He loved Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but as amazing as
0: Brett Favre the player was,
1: let me tell you about Brett Favre the man. You know, Josh Allen threw a pass today that looked a lot like a Brett Favre pass.
3: Wasn't it? want to point what, that out. Was, and also,
1: also, usually when you get the ball, you want to try to score touchdowns.
3: <laughs> Classic Madden. Uh, Mike, what about you? Thoughts on the on the win, the move to the AFC
2: Championship, the game itself. What, anything? Anything you want to open it up with? I think you guys hit the nail on the head. It's been twenty five years. I feel like we need a, a word that means like twenty five years because a score a significant, is significant. Yeah. It's a significant chunk of time, right? It's score is twenty years. We need a twenty five year. A score in five years doesn't sound that good. Score five. But what would it be? Quad centennial. Quiet century. Yeah. Yeah. Quite Silver Quartz. Jubilee. I don't know. Like, it, there should be a word, but something better than quarter century. It feels like forever. Um, it's, it's great to be on this stage again and share it with everybody. Like, it, it, it brings the community together like nothing else. And just to bring it back to this specific here and now, like primetime game, I, I would say it's the, ga- the game of the weekend. Um, And we get to enjoy it all week. It's great. Yeah.
3: All the way into next week. John, you brought up the point about the Bills playing, you know, the Chiefs. This would be, you know, another time they played them in the championship. And then the the time that they played the Browns. There was a time that the Bills. I remember the last playoff game the Bills played against the Browns because that was actually my first memory as a Bills fan as a kid because that was was the first game I remember watching. And I think I I don't remember exactly how old I was, but. Um, that was the Ronnie Harmon game where, where like the bills were driving to win the game and they threw it and it like bounced off Ronnie Harmon's hands. And like, that's my first memory. My first memory is disappointment (laughs) for the bills, um, in that game, even though they played a hell of a game. And the reason why it's significant is because I remember as a child writing a letter to Jim Kelly after that game. And I had my mom help me get like the address for like Buffalo bills stadium and the Ralph I, rich stadium at the time and writing court writing Jim Kelly saying you know feeling like really bad like back then I felt like Jim Kelly feels how bad I feel right now so I need to write him a letter and let him know that it's okay to feel that bad because you're gonna do it like I was all like you know PBS kids over here like you're gonna do it like this is this is like you're the little engine that could you just gotta keep trying and sure enough they made the Super Bowl uh what the year after that, or whatever. <laughs> I'd like to say I was uh, the start of the Super Bowl run, so um, that that game to me has significance. And this game was just—I mean, it wasn't pretty. Like I mentioned earlier, the Bills' defense was allowing three points to the Ravens' offense, even though you know it was almost a, a full quarter without Lamar. Jackson. I didn't know you
2: were wrapping up that story. There's a <laughs> lot to unpack. That. <laughs> I, 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 you can jump. Jumping. Moving on. <laughs>
3: I kinda knew you wanted to have some comments on it. Continue.
2: First the first thing that struck me is your the real MVP and that was your mom. How did you look up addresses back then?
3: You nah. couldn't Google it.
2: <laughs> I, I like I remember back in the day asking you a question like, who was that actor in that movie? And if you didn't know that you just wondered about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> like if you didn't see how that show ended or that
3: that that, that like, would well,
2: yep. I guess I have to forget about it.
3: <laughs> that would stall a social get together. That would be the end. Who was the uh that first uh Batman or whatever that in that first movie like uh what was it? Jim Carrey? No, it wasn't Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh God, I got you know, then you spend ten minutes thinking about it instead of just, you know. Yeah, I don't know how she looked it up. Honestly, part of me thinks it like she's just like, oh, just put like One Bill's Drive or whatever. <laughs> it just gave me some, like you would tell a child for Santa Claus, like, oh, the North Pole. <laughs> like, And it just miraculously got there because I got a, a letter back from Jim, you know, saying that, you know, appreciate the letter. And he sent me a uh, signed uh, picture back, which was pretty cool. Nice. No, you know, the letter didn't have anything specifically regarding what I said <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it had you a, know,
2: and it had a stamp. <laughs> a stamp signature. It was a stamp signature, <laughs> completely typed. No, it was. And then the opposite side was it said, uh, "Go visit Arby's." <laughs> <laughs> it was. There
3: were coupons on the back side. <laughs> Promo code Jim Kelly, like yeah.
2: When um, you sent that, now would you send a a another self-addressed stamp envelope? Oh, jeez. I
3: don't know if I did. I, I think my mom might have had the wherewithal to do that. Or I feel not. like
2: that's one of the things that's shifted as you get old. Because when you're a kid, they're like I'm writing you a letter, and you you make ten million dollars a year, I can send this to twice as many people if I if I screw you out of the stamp in the letter. <laughs> did you write
3: a lot of letters to uh, athletes? A few. And-
2: <laughs> I feel like every kid did. But then if you're the athlete, like now that you're growing up and you're like, I, I work hard for my money. People, Like if, <laughs> if we get 10,000 letters, I have to mail, mail this back to every single one? <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's 10,000 <000 laughs> like, what for me? Am, like, yeah, am I
2: getting a second job? What am I doing here?
3: <laughs> but it's smart. It's an investment because if you get these fans into you when you're little, when they're little, then all of a sudden they remember you when they're, you know, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s you know while well, you're well past your prime and then you know you get free drinks at the bar later i guess i don't know what you would, what the advantage of like what you can profit off of at that point but yeah yeah what? you are a cynical <laughs> bastard <laughs> uh so going back to the game uh josh allen didn't look great tonight like like john mentioned the wind was had to have been a factor part of it you know might have been you know josh really uh he airmailed uh, several deep passes. One he definitely shouldn't have thrown at all because Stephon
2: Diggs was completely double covered uh, deep. Um, but didn't you get the sense, like, when the, after Lamar went out and the Bills were up fourteen and the Ravens had were, I guess, in their death throws? But the long pass where Trey White got beat one on one, like your and your heart is in your throat. Um, didn't you get the feeling that the wind played like? all game long, like it wasn't anything, it wasn't attributable to Allen.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I would, agreed, agreed, in general, nobody was hitting a lot of deep passes tonight at all, and, uh but yeah. Plus, he
1: had four missed field goals and a, a punt that went sideways, like, I, I think it was definitely a factor.
3: Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, yeah I think that's a great point about the field goals, for sure.
3: Yeah, there were four missed field goals tonight and one 23-yard punt, <laughs> which went, and luckily, you know, most of those went in the Bills' favor. Luckily, it didn't It didn't end up. Justin Tucker, one of the best field goal kickers in the NFL, missed two, and they're like, oh, he's only missed two uh, in his entire career, and he missed, you know, two tonight. Um, luckily, that didn't end up mad. But yeah, Mike, that play where the undrafted um, free agent quarterback by the name of Tyler Huntley, when he went in, he... You, you didn't want to get confident. You didn't want to be like, okay, okay, the Bills are definitely going to win this. But the thought started to creep into your mind. Like, okay, okay, the Bills might actually win this for sure. Like, instead of coming down, like, the odds are so much better. <laughs> they're, they're like, infinitely better.
1: Even before that point, though, they had Lamar's number. The defense was playing great ball today. I, I think they would have been fine even if Jackson finished the game.
3: Yeah, I think that they were trending in that direction, but you know, it only takes like a couple of drives for them to get right back in it with Lamar. He just pulls off a fifty-yard run for a touchdown, and then it's you know, it's it's the the Ravens I, I are back. I think in the,
2: it. the confidence skyrocketed from like for sure. You didn't want to be like, oh my gosh, here we go again. If he had connected on that long pass, but Lamar is an MVP. Yeah, like getting him out to for somebody I've never heard of. Oh, for sure, the confidence
1: went up. Yeah, I I just don't think I was like worried if Jackson was fin- was going to finish the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, this wasn't some you know grizzled season veteran that's behind Lamar Jackson either. It's not like this. Not like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Where you're just like, oh man, this guy might actually be able to carve us up. Like, there's a potential that this game plan might go better with Ryan Fitzpatrick in as opposed to Lamar Jackson. Like, no, this was an undrafted rookie quarterback. Like, that's. The best of all scenarios for the Buffalo Bills because he was probably undrafted for a reason. He's a rookie. He's never been in the spotlight, in a spotlight this big. Everything's training the direction. And then when he almost hits Hollywood Brown on that pass, it's just like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and not only that, it was against Tredavious White, their best cornerback. And like, Trey, what are you doing? Where were you on that one? Um, speaking of Trey White, did you guys see on the uh we gotta we gotta mention the taint, right? I mean the taint. The play of the game, just um what an amazing play by Taron Johnson to step in front of that Lamar Jackson pass on third and nine um uh in in the Bills end zone, right next to their end zone, and uh, just step and then you know you're just like, you know, oh, should he be running it out? Oh, he's running it out. Oh, okay. All right, wait, he's got he's got blockers. Well, Lamar Jackson's really fast. He's gonna get up. No way, Trey White is like step for step with Lamar Jackson, blocked him the entire way, didn't let him uh, tackled Taron Johnson, and he he ended up taking that taint for a, a, a taint. <laughs> he ended up completing the taint. <laughs> the taint came full circle, and it was it was amazing. Um, yeah, I I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up to you guys' reactions when you saw that. Um, just the tie changed.
1: Well, I mean, we were on our feet over here for sure. I mean, that was I mean, and like he caught the ball. Like he he took two steps out of the end zone. Like oh, should he be left the end? <laughs> 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 but, but I mean, obviously, like, you know, we were jumping up and down, and it, like, I knew that was going to be the play of the game and the Gettysburg and everything else. I knew, like, and then just the momentum after that, like, it was just ridiculous. It was, it was great play. And he, and he read it perfectly.
3: Yeah, that was potentially, I mean, even if they just settled for a field goal, a 10 point swing at minimum. And then it became a 14 point swing if they would scored a touchdown on that play. And, and the Bills, yeah. That was that was huge. It was a good looking taint. I I don't know if I've the taint that he had, the taint that we saw from Taryn Johnson a few weeks ago was a good looking. T- that was so much better.
2: Ultimate, ultimate. That's what you I thought we were classing it up and going with Perineum. That
3: per- the that the <laughs> was like it's like that poo meme. You know, like, where you see Winnie the Pooh and he's just, like, normal Winnie the Pooh sitting down? That's, like, taint. And then the one where he's, like, wearing a tuxedo and his eyebrows slightly raised and it's, like, high-level high, <laughs> high level poo? Like, that's, like, perineum. <laughs> um, there, were, there were so many uh, followers on Twitter and Instagram, actually, too, that uh, tweeted us and messaged us with, like, you know, tagged us in a taint, taint. There's a playoff taint that's a great taint, and uh It's hilarious absolutely nobody i mean people probably do know what it means but the listeners of this podcast were definitely blowing us up on social media and it was awesome it was hilarious i retweeted almost every single one of them that i could that i saw um it's a fun time man we we had mentioned that we hadn't seen a taint in a couple of years we were on a taint drought if we're being quite honest
2: nothing Uh, worse (laughs) pretty much Um, Speaking of not seeing a taint, you guys know there's actually a thing called (laughs) – why are you laughing?
3: (laughs) uh, I just can't wait to see where this goes.
2: (laughs) Maybe you guys know about this. Maybe you're practitioners. But I was was Googling (laughs) to see if there was another word, right? Like we always want to stay a step ahead. So if it's taint and perineum, like what's the – is there going to be a derivation? Is it going to go to the – what's the next – Evolution, I guess. And so just like synonyms for perineum. And there aren't any. However, there is <laughs> there is such a thing as perineum sunning.
3: <laughs> perineum sunning, like it's in it's out yeah. in the sun?
2: Yeah. You you expose it I guess that's the right word, expose it to the sun. The idea being like the sunlight beaming directly onto it, like it's has like the special mucous membranes and stuff, like so you get vitamin D and yeah, <laughs>
3: I'm just I'm just so happy that we're explaining this because there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this podcast for the first time, and <laughs> yeah, they probably point. did not expect to hear about perineum um, sunning. <laughs> to, is it every- You're going,
2: to, aren't you? On going to, on vacation, Charlie? <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah, do research in your neighborhood and report. Should
3: I them. attempt some sunning of the perineum while on vacation, while at the at the pool at the hotel? <laughs> What's that guy doing? Oh, he, he, he's just sunning his perineas.
2: <laughs>
3: he heard that there's benefits to the mucous membranes and stuff.
2: Well, like 30 <laughs> seconds of doing that is probably equivalent to doing the rest of your body for the entire day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Was it a danger? Is it a good thing to do it? Or are they just saying that this is something that people do? Just something that people do. Oh, wow. That's, that's an interesting thing.
2: That people we'll are, cut people. we'll cut all this
3: <laughs> it's too late it's in there um but yeah there was that i mean that was just um you we talked about the amazing play i mean on the defensive side of the ball jerry hughes i thought had uh, had a really good game um two sacks three pressures uh he was in the backfield nonstop um you know the the defensive line in general limiting the ravens run game at the in the very first drive or so you know, it looked like oh god, the Ravens are just going to just gash this defense, the defensive line right up the middle. It didn't matter and then all of a sudden they came back. Vernon Butler, the Bills' uh, defensive tackle went out. Harrison Phillips went in and uh he I thought he did great in uh, Butler's absence. And we're actually going to be giving a giving away a signed Harrison Phillips uh jersey later, so so stick around for that. But I thought the guys, what did you think about the defense tonight um showing off, you know, it's f- so funny. Like some games, they just turn it on, like they do, and they're a top five defense again. And tonight was like that. I mean, just it just it looked great to to be able to stop Lamar, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks who who can run the ball, but also you know when he needs to, he can he can pass it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it after the first several plays. It's like, yep, this is gonna be a long game. Time positions, time of possession is gonna kill us. Defense is going to tire. If it's going to be a close game, it's not going to go well. But, you no, know, they came through, and this is the best defense we've seen all year from them.
3: On the offensive side of the ball, I want to say, like, Stephon Diggs just had another amazing game. We're going to go into stats of the game um, soon, uh, but he was every bit of the part. Josh Allen didn't have a great game, like we mentioned, but uh, Stefan Diggs definitely carried out. I thought John Brown... Was a little bit of an unsung hero. He had some great catches after going 0 for 4 last week on uh targets and receptions. He he showed up this week. He had some really clutch grabs to move the sticks on third down. Um he was where Josh Allen was scrambling a lot of the time. Um unsung hero, I want to say John Brown um in today's win. And John mentioned special teams. Uh the Ravens special teams had some had a couple of missed field goals, a shanked punt, and then the Bills special teams also struggled. Uh at least you know, kicking the ball with uh Tyler Bass going one for three, but I'm um, still I mean it's you almost have to really stretch to find some some negativity in, in tonight's tonight's victory to get us to to the AFC championship.
1: Yeah, both uh it's worth noting that Beasley in particular had no catches as well as Gabe Davis, who uh, might have had that one touchdown pass, but um but neither of those guys caught a ball today.
3: Yeah, that was that was actually yeah. We'll t- I, I was gonna mention that, John, but uh, maybe even in Wall of Shamers. But um, yeah, that was that was tough, especially in the beginning when the game was so tight. You're like, man, that 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 swing from seven points to three points could have been could have been costly in a closer game. But man, it's so good to see. I mean, the Ravens. Speaking of coaching, um, and the Bills, like I mean, the Bills, coaching so well, so disciplined in the way that the Bills didn't give up. They they played to the end um every single play and it was like uh, you know the Ravens used two timeouts in the first nine minutes of the first quarter and you're just like I remember those days and I know that John Harbaugh is a good coach but I'm so glad we don't McDermott used to do stuff like that and he doesn't anymore and it is so good to have head coaching like that so good to see a guy that's like so I don't even want to say frugal with his timeouts he just doesn't unnecessarily use them and when he doesn't because he doesn't he gets to do that thing where it's like at the end of the half or it's like a crucial play like a third down for the other team's offense and then he'll call a timeout because then he gets he basically forces the other team to switch their play they line up in their play the play that they really want to run on third and 2 or something with like 30 seconds left in the game for they get the first down like no I'm going to call a timeout now you have to switch the play into your second favorite play and uh i mean it's 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 coaching at its best seeing all these players do so much better than they were doing at the beginning of the season, like Corey Bohorquez, I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, a guy that, Tremaine Edmonds, had a great game. Uh, another guy that, you know, struggled earlier in the season, maybe with injuries, also with, you know, uh, working with the line in front of him. I thought he had a good game today. This was just a, a good game. It was just an exciting game. It's hard to really get negative about that.
2: I definitely agree with the timeouts. Like, week to week, I'm impressed. But season to season, tremendous improvement. I just think... Across the NFL, the timeouts are significantly undervalued, and McDermott like fully appreciates, like you're saying, they're worth so much. And just to burn them when you can't get up to the line fast enough does a a gross disservice. And it seems like they're well past that point. What did you guys think about how close the game? Like, I, I think had the had the roles been reversed, I'd be lamenting this game. And this, like, I think it was a lot closer than. The score indicate like I I think the Ravens could have survived any two of the three, uh, but turnovers, missed field goals, and the Lamar injury like that you can credit the Bills defense um, for sure, but it could have been a lot closer. Yeah, and as the, it wasn't as it was in the first half,
3: like last week where the, the the Bills didn't turn the ball over, the Colts didn't turn the ball over. It was close the entire way. The Bills just made slightly less mistakes. They, the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen had that fumble tonight. Almost cost them. You know, uh, Deion Dawkins got on top of it this week. Last week, it was Daryl Williams jumping on top of the ball. H- huge heads-up play. I thought it was, if it wasn't for that taint, the game would have been much closer. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the Bills were up, what, 7-3 to at that point, And it all of a sudden went to 14-3. to They could have at least scored a field goal, you would think. Then at 7-6, to you're right in it. And if it's not for the injury, not for everything, that's a, that's a great point, Mike. All those things considered, the Bills only won by 14 and they weren't trying to run up the score in the second half but they definitely didn't take their foot off the gas they were throwing um yeah i it was still a uh, yeah it was still a close game um especially after that missed pass by the like uh, the
2: whole i just the we have to fully appreciate that the whole season can come down to one play where, where it could have just as easily been Josh Allen getting knocked out of the game true and then where are we right part of me i felt
3: bad a little bit for I mean, I felt bad for Lamar Jackson. I, I, I like mm-hmm. him. He seems like a cool dude. Seems like a decent guy. And, um, you know, promising he's overly criticized just like Josh Allen. So we can empathize there. But yeah, I thought the same thing, Mike, when, when Lamar Jackson, that could have easily been Josh Allen getting a concussion. And then it's like, you know, Josh Allen did go down one point when the ball was stripped out of his hand and fumbled. And he was kind of walking back to the sidelines, and you're like, Oh, I hope that's not your throwing hand. I hope you're not injured. And your heart sank for a minute. Like, what happened? So, when Lamar Jackson went down, you empathized a little bit. You were, you were, you didn't want to be happy in the back of your head because you're like, I don't want to be happy in other people's demise. You still, but you still want to win it no matter what, no matter what the cost to a point. But yeah, I, what would we have done? What, what would we have done if in the first quarter when Josh Allen fumbled the ball? Matt Barkley was in for the rest of the three quarters. You've been like, well, you know, there goes there goes this season, right? You don't look at that uh, in a positive light. So
1: I don't know. Barkley looked good against Miami, and they're supposed to have a pretty good pass defense, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. To your point, Mike, yeah. John, you agreed. Do you, or do you think it wasn't as close as Mike? what Mike had mentioned, uh, the back and forth?
1: I guess yes and no. Um, I think, you know, three and three at a halftime, Obviously it was close. It was a tie game, but it felt like we were still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird because we, had, at that point, we only had run the ball like one time with running backs and Lamar Jackson had a little bit more passing yardage than Josh Allen had. Um, but I think, I think our defense was playing a lot better than we were expecting. So I think that had a lot of hope of getting the ball back in the second half and all that. And we had the second half come around, and, you know, I think we started to pull away a little bit. The defense played even better. Um, and then Jackson got hurt. Obviously, that, that didn't help the
3: Ravens at all. So, I was worried about the – you brought this up over text message between our little, you know, podcast group text, and you're like, I think the Bills' defense is going to get tired out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. How How long can you guys – can you hold this Ravens' offense to what it's doing? And the Bills' offense wasn't really sustaining drives. To keep the defense off the field for a while, to so that they wouldn't get tired out, and you're just like, man, I hope this is this is one of those things where the, the Bills defense can just continue to keep up with it. When the when the Bills offense wasn't scoring, then the second half they came out, they had that that touchdown drive, and you're just like, okay, you know, let's go, let's do this, start start stacking points, and they didn't really do that.
1: Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I was definitely worried about time possession. Like if if it was gonna be a defensive battle, I did not have a lot of high hopes for the Bills winning. Like I was hoping they would score a bunch of points so that the Ravens would abandon the running game and go in that direction. But no, they, they held their own despite that. And I was impressed.
2: One thing I wanted to ask you guys that we didn't get a chance to talk about, leading up to this game, Lamar Jackson was asked about playing in the snow, and he, he mentioned like hopefully it doesn't snow because he's not familiar with it. Um, he hasn't played in it. And that just shocked me. Um, for somebody to admit about their trepidation, like one, I think it was a golfer that said it, like it's always, I've always remembered it, it's always talking with me a quote, like, if you're talking about the weather, like you've already lost. If you're using the weather as an excuse, I don't know if it was Jack Nicholas or who, but it, I was very surprised to hear <laughs> Lamar say something like that. And it, it's the forecast called for snow. Obviously you didn't get it, but the weather played a huge factor. Did you guys have any thoughts about that leading up? So, um,
3: I, I love that point, Mike, just in general, because, um, I was listening to Steve Tasker on a pod, on Jim Rome's podcast and he made an appearance there and, you know, Rome asked him about, you know, what is it like? He said, you, you know, you played playoff games in Miami, you've played them in Buffalo. How, how important is it to actually be in Buffalo for these games as opposed to being anywhere else? And he said, he said, Rome, he's like, it's night and day. He's like, you go, you get off the plane from going from Buffalo to Miami. He's like, you get off the plane. The first thing you think of is like, oh, this is nice. Like I could get used to this. Like, you know, you're not, you're not upset. Whereas you come from a place like Miami and you go to Buffalo and you get off the plane, you're walking across the tarmac. You're like, Ugh, like, this is, this is awful. You just have you're just already starting with negativity and, And not wanting to be there, and just this sense instead of like, it's just it's just a mindset, right? Like, I mean, you guys have done this. I mean, Mike, you have family in Florida. Like, you've you've gone in the winter time. Like that flight down to Florida is just, especially if you're leaving, you know, upstate New York, western New York, is just like this is amazing. I can't wait. And that flight back is just you're just filled with miserable people on the way back because everyone's like, ah, it's gonna be this is not 75 degrees and sunny where I'm going. <laughs> it's a shock. I right? have
2: a, t- like a couple different facets to it. Because on one hand, we always crush guys for just using the rote statements that they've practiced with PR people, like never giving us anything. So for that moment of honesty, you kind of applaud them from that perspective. But at the same time, when I heard that, like I... F- I used to fear Lamar Jackson, the MVP, the way he could, the runs, the moves. But after that, like Bill's got this. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's almost like fighting scared or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you 100%, Mike. I to be able to put yourself out there and say how you actually feel as a person, as a human being, saying like, yeah, I'm not sure, not a big fan. Um, let's hope it doesn't snow. (laughs) Like this to show your fallibilities or you know, ways that, you know, you're just slightly inadequate or not inadequate, but your fears, a little bit of your fears, um, you respect it, but then, yeah, that'd be like, that'd be like, uh, not in a weather sense, but Josh Allen being like, man, I hope they don't go zone on me because, you know, (laughs) not a big fan of that, but if they do man coverage, I'll be all right, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. not quite, but you get the idea, you get the parallel. But, Mike, you, I mean, do you, do you see what I'm saying about the weather, uh, the weather aspect of that, at least? Do you feel that as someone that's traveled back and forth probably more than I? I mean, you've always, ever since you were a kid, you went down to Florida at certain times of the year. Like there is a, there is a, uh, a psychological thing along with a physical thing, right?
2: Yeah, no question. Don't you think there's some level of adaptability to <laughs> we we've never discussed it. So well,
3: over like, time, I think over time, like you do get that adaptability like if you live in Buffalo and you're like this is my team, this is what it's either it's either I accept it and I get good at it or you know, I don't succeed. Whereas these guys that are in more southern areas of the country that don't get this type of cold, this type of snow. I mean, Baltimore is not like Florida, but it's much more mild than it is in upstate New York where you have
2: lake effect snow. This is a terrible analogy, I'm sure. <laughs> when you, Speaking extemporaneously is sometimes difficult with the parallels. But couldn't you make the case, it's like uh, animals in the zoo, right? Like you can take a pole, like the extremes are what you cannot deal with. So you can take a polar bear and put him in a temperate climate and he can survive because it's not extreme. But you can't take a lion and put him in the North Pole because you're, he's not used to that extreme. Like you're dead. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) what do you think about, what do you think about that? I think that's an, like if you're from Buffalo, you can go to Florida. Yeah. No problem. And play football. It was a little bit tougher going from Florida to an extreme. What was the temperature at the today's game? What did it feel like? 15, 20? Probably with the wind. Yeah.
3: There were still some fans without shirts on though.
2: (laughs) Isn't that a lot harder? Just that.
3: I would think so. Absolutely. I feel like
1: it's harder to it's hard to play in Miami in September, just like it's hard to play in Buffalo in January. It just so happens to be that in January is playoff time.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm gonna err on the side of the guys that have been practicing in it for weeks and and see it for, you know, so many home games every year late in November, December, and now January. So All right, let's go into our stats of the game in today's win. Stats of the game. They've done
1: studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance.
2: Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't. 40% of all people know that.
3: Start with the Bills side of the ball. Josh Allen, 23 for 37, 206 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Devin Singletary leading rusher, seven carries for 25 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. TJ Yeldon touched the ball two times for four yards, two yards per carry. Josh Allen, Had seven carries for three yards. Not a great running day at all by the Bills, but, you know, they're not built to run. They're built to pass the ball. (laughs) Stephon Diggs had eight receptions on 11 targets, 106 yards, and one touchdown. Leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. John Brown, like I mentioned earlier, eight receptions on 11 targets, 62 yards. Dawson Knox, the next leading receiver, two receptions on two targets. Good for Dawson Knox, two receptions on two targets, 18 yards. Devin Singletary, three receptions on three targets for 12 yards and so on and so forth. Gabriel Davis, I think you mentioned him earlier, Mike, zero receptions on four targets. It's almost like the stat line of uh, John Brown last week. And Cole Beasley, third and Cole, uh, zero receptions on two targets. So uh, on the Ravens side of the ball, I'm going to do this real quick. Lamar Jackson, 14 for 24, 162 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Tyler Huntley, 6 for 13, 60 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Gus Edwards, 10 carries, leading rusher for the Ravens, 10 carries for 42 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. Actually, J.K. Dobbins had the exact same stat line, 10 for 42, 4.2 yards per carry. This is a Ravens offense that was averaging 6 yards per carry, so this is an amazing job by the defense. Lamar Jackson, 9 carries for 34 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, and so on. Uh, Marquise Brown, Leading receiver for the Ravens, four receptions on seven targets for 87 yards. Guys, real quick, speaking of Marquise Brown, because it just made me think of it. Um, If there was one frustrating part about the defense, it was the defense giving up like long third downs. It was like third and 12 or third and 18, and they get like a 20-yard reception by Marquise Brown. That was frustrating, Um, but I think we're kind of being nitpicky at this point. JK Dobbins had three receptions on five targets for 51 yards. He did have like he did have one drop where I felt like he could have gone pretty far if he caught it. Thank God though. He dropped it. Mark Andrews, next leading receiver, four receptions on eleven targets for twenty eight yards. Four receptions on eleven targets. Wow.
1: It's, it's worth noting that the Ravens outpass us. They outrush us. They had more time possession, more first downs, better third down efficiency by far, and we won the game.
3: Yeah, you you got to attribute that all to the defense and special teams, right? Most of it, the defense.
1: It's, it's really a combination. Like you, you got that Taryn Johnson run back. Um, you've got the you know obviously the special teams watch plays, the the punt, a couple of missed field goals. The the Ravens had some miscues on offense, even with the the bad snaps. They had like three or four bad snaps, um, but. You know, they they didn't. They only had that one turnover. It was a bad turnover. <laughs> it's yeah. taint, right? <laughs> but I mean, overall, the statistically, the Bills were outplayed. Although it did, it seemed like the Bills outplayed them just by you know the the eye test, right? If you will.
3: Oh yeah, agreed there. Um, some cool, interesting stats about Stefan Diggs. He's the first player since Demarius Thomas in 2014 to have back to back playoff games with 100 plus receiving yards and a touchdown. Diggs joined James Lofton as the only Bills to ever tally back to back 100 yard receiving days in the same postseason. It's pretty cool. Taryn Johnson tied Green Bay's George Teague for the 100-yard, 101 yard taint. That George Teague George Teague had a taint in nineteen ninety four against Detroit, so Green Bay's George Teague with a taint before taints were fashionable, by the way, for the longest interception touchdown in postseason history. Wow, Taron Johnson putting his name up on the uh...
2: taints have never not been fashionable. Mate.
3: No, oh, I guess I guess I uh, I guess I forgot. I forgot in nineteen ninety four how uh, how much I would enjoy a taint in t- two thousand twenty one. <laughs> like younger Nate just didn't just didn't appreciate a taint back that as older Nate does um <laughs> some interesting some other interesting stats <laughs> a young starry starry-eyed Nate just going to the big city for the first time <laughs> going to middle school <laughs> didn't, didn't appreciate uh All that there was to uh, a good tainter perineum. Quarterback Josh Allen joined Patrick Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger as the only quarterbacks under the age of 25 with multiple wins and a 100-plus passer rating in a single postseason. So, you know what's funny is we always do stats of the game. We do this the entire season long. When you start to get into the realm of what Josh Allen's doing and every single stat has him putting with, like, future Hall of Famers and, like, Super Bowl MVPs and Super Bowl winners... Like, you're just, this is, this is the greatest feeling as a Bills fan to see this progression. Like, and it wasn't just a one-off. It's not just like, oh, this one time Josh Allen had a game that was almost as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, he demolished all the records for the Buffalo Bills passing. And now he's on the level of like, I don't know, of all these amazing quarterbacks. This is a good time. It's a good time to be a Bills fan. Taron Johnson's taint was the first playoff interception for the Bills since Antoine Winfield had a taint against Tennessee in two thousand. Tennessee in two thousand. Oh, that was the uh that was a music city miracle taint. John's giving me the the stop. Is that is that stop saying taint or stop saying don't mention the music city miracle. Oh, the second one. Yeah, John still loves a good taint. Um quarterback Josh Allen went twenty three for thirty seven, two hundred and six yards and a touchdown, like I mentioned earlier. He brought his career postseason passer passing total to seven hundred and ninety four yards, surpassing Jack Kemp. For third on the Bills career postseason list. The Bills had zero turnovers on the day, giving them their first ever playoff streak of games without committing a game or with games. This is the first time they've ever had a streak of games without committing a giveaway. Almost had two, though. Last two games almost had two, but had none. Quarterback Josh Allen brought his career playoff completion total to 73, moving past Joe Ferguson at 58. For second on Bill's career postseason list, second to who I wonder? Just curious. I wonder who that is. Defensive end Mario Addison tallied his second career postseason sack, and first with the Bills.
2: I don't think it's good radio when you just ask rhetorical questions and then you don't answer. them.
3: I thought that was an obvious rhetorical question. Second to who? Second who? Who else could be ahead oh, of Josh Allen in postseason?
2: Out. Yeah. You know, reading you reading stats puts me to sleep. <laughs>
3: I'm sure it puts a lot of listeners to sleep. Maybe listeners use this part of the podcast to get to sleep at night. Um, Taryn Johnson's taint marked the first Lamar Jackson interception of his career in the end zone, in the red zone. Uh, cornerback Levi Wallace recorded his first sack, taking down Lamar Jackson for 11 yard So that was an amazing play. We probably won't get to that at any point. In the game but um that was that was a great play by Levi Wallace especially made up for AJ klein jump lining up in the neutral zone is there any other frustrating penalty than a player just lining up in the wrong spot it wasn't even like he jumped <laughs> you know that you could at least forgive somewhat a guy wasn't even in the he was leaning over the line like guy know where the line is and just stay slightly an inch past or before it Alright, so that does it for stats of the game. In today's win, we are going to take a quick commercial break. After we uh after that, we're going to go into our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, and our giveaways. So stick around. Alright, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us on this bills victory edition postseason victory edition the second one that we've ever done as a group as a podcast and uh yeah it's, it's the second one has been uh in 26 years so that's is it's a good time this is a an absolutely amazing time to be a bills fan it's so good to talk to you guys I appreciate everyone that's tuned in if you are a regular listener appreciate you guys sticking with us through the postseason and if you're a new listener um hope you guys are enjoying this uh this show, uh, we are going to go into our sweet, sassy molasses plays of the game.
2: Sweet, sassy molasses. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rub down.
3: Our sweet, sassy molasses plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, Mike John, fellas, is. I can only think of one play that should be the sweet, sassy molasses play of the game, and that's got to be the Taron Johnson taint, right? I mean, can you guys think of anything else that it should be? Um, a hundred. I mean, we're talking about a hundred and one yards. The guy ran end zone to end zone, didn't get tackled by Lamar Jackson because of Trey White's amazing uh, blocking ability on that one. I mean, it was just an amazing play all around. Um, do you guys have anything to add to that? No. Mike's no sweet,
2: started ends with that play.
3: Starts and ends with that play. Sweet sassy molassy. Play of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Gettysburg Play of the Game. Four score and seven years ago. So for, for any of our new listeners, the Gettysburg Play of the Game is the game that turns the tide of the victory or loss for the Buffalo Bills. Just like the Gettysburg battle was the the battle that changed the tide for the uh for the union between anyway, you guys know what it is. You guys went to uh you guys had uh tenth grade uh history class. So I mean it's gotta be the it's gotta be the taint, right? <laughs> we're talking all we're doing this podcast is talking taint, 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 and it's it- that changed the tide. I mean you're talking it was the bills were up seven three. Uh it could have easily been seven six or possibly ten three and the game shifts it. it's fourteen to three and the bills never look back.
2: They don't call it history, right? They call it social studies.
3: Yeah, social studies, yeah. Was it That's Was it global Was it global studies then or am I thinking of Is that what it was in college? I can't remember.
2: I think like it was college. one year it was global studies cuz the focus was more global.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I never put that together at the time. I had no idea. Like, oh, we're just doing social studies. Oh, this is global studies. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go to this class. Like <laughs> <I> didn't <laughs> never put together like, oh, they're not doing a whole lot of American history in this class. That's odd. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: agree Taryn Johnson
3: Mike do we have a uh, yeah alright so I did put this out on Twitter I'm going to read a few of these because these are really good Um, I did say do I even have to ask what the Gettysburg play of the game is and uh, Mafia Messiah hashtag Mafia Messiah writes in <laughs> no the question is is the Terran is this the Taron moment of the game hashtag taint X. Rob S. writes, uh, the Bills never trailed. When Tucker missed the first field goal, you knew something was different. When he missed the second, you knew it was destiny. Wow. Well put. I almost got goosebumps there. Robert Zach wrote, you just want to see people being excited by that taint again. You just can't get enough. No, I cannot. I cannot get enough. Testacuzzi writes, Taron, interception, and touchdown. So he does his own taint. Well done, Testacuzzi. J and C bills fan writes, OMG, my wife and I were up and screaming taint, taint, taint for all 101 yards. Our 14 year old son was very uncomfortable. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Uh, that the, 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 at bills couple, New Jersey is, is a, is a couple that obviously, uh, both listens to the podcast. The pod, they always say that the, the family that prays together stays together. Well, the, the, the family that, uh, Listens to the Circling the Wagons podcasts and yells "Taint together, stays together." In my opinion, my humble opinion. And I also love when parents don't care and they completely embarrass their children, especially at fourteen years old is such an uncomfortable age. <laughs> Emmett twenty one writes that sweet, sweet taint. <laughs> Tristan McFake Name writes, "Where I'm from, two types of folk: those who taint and those who are knee high to a gra- on a grasshopper. Which taint you taint?" <laughs> I have no idea what that means reading it. I just th- I just love it. I love that there was also a guy so hey, because we have new listeners and have either signed if either completely turned off the podcast or have continued to listen to the podcast hopefully a taint is a touchdown after interception. I remember writing that because a lot of our listeners on on Twitter didn't know what that meant. And then I think it was like Jake from Buffalo right yeah it means it means something completely different where I come from. <laughs> What would that be, Jake? What would it what would it mean besides touchdown after interception? I, I don't know what that could possibly mean. So the Gettysburg of the game, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's start with the Wall of Fame. Wall. John. Who do you put on your wall of fame in today's victory? This is
1: tough. I, I hate to go back to Taron Johnson again, but I got to go with Taron Johnson. Um ton of honorable mentions, especially on the defense and you know, Diggs and John Brown and all that, but I um, got to go with Taron
3: Johnson. Taryn the Taint Johnson. I, I wrote that on Twitter, and someone's like, you got to make uh, shirts about that. And I'm like, I'm way ahead of you. For a T public store. So, uh, Mike, Mike, you going tearing the taint Johnson for a Wall of Fame?
2: Yeah, I don't know who else you could have up there. Um, hats off to Leslie Frazier. Called a great game. Keeping the Ravens to three is commendable for sure.
3: You think that gets him any more head coaching looks? I mean, he probably, I guess we probably would have heard about it by now if people were really seriously looking at him, but. I mean, do, do games have that sort of recency bias where a team that maybe wasn't considering and be like, hey, you know, we were looking at Brian Dable, but uh, Leslie Frazier called a hell of a game. Like, maybe we should think about him. Probably not, right?
2: It's, it's the way to impress people, for sure. As you mentioned, recency bias, that's what sticks in your head. It's the time to do it. <laughs> the good thing about uh,
3: the Bills making it this far is those teams that still have uh, head coach openings, they're going to get, they're going to start to get antsy and they're going to be like, you know, it's one of those things where, what's the saying? One in the hand is worth two in the bush. So they might get a, a candidate that they might not love compared to Brian Dable, but just to have him locked down when they see other guys going off the board. It's like, you know, I'm trying to think of like a fantasy, fantasy football example. Like if you're drafting a fantasy football and you need a quarterback and a running back or something, and then all of a sudden the quarterback go flying off the board and you're like, oh, I either get like the best running back or like I lose out on like this tier of quarterback. I got it I I won't get I won't get Josh Allen if I wait another round. You know, I guess that's the only thing I can think of that would be like a somewhat similar analogy to us.
1: No, you take the running back. Are you kidding me?
3: (laughs) What if it's a two Q B league? What? What if it's a two Q B league? Well Well, there you go. Well it's not always cut and dry. (laughs)
1: Say that up front of as a two quarterback
3: league. I don't have to. I'm just saying that the example stands on its own. I'm going to give uh well, what? wh- <laughs> well, whatever. Just change it. quarterback for running back, and the analogy stands. Okay. <laughs> Do you take the the tenth best running back, or you take the first best quarterback? Right. Anyway, I um, think
2: if Dable gets a head coaching job, it's going to be with the Chargers, right? We yeah, can agree on that. It'll be
3: nice that it's not going to be within the same division. Can we agree on that? <laughs>
1: Well, the Jets are a hot mess either way, so I, I mean I, I wouldn't be worried about that. But like I'm, I have faith in McDermott and Bean that they're going to bring in the right people, and it, it, you know they might end up promoting from within. You know if David leaves, and I'm fine with either they because I trust the process. Let's go, Bills.
3: Speaking Super of tr- yeah, <laughs> speaking of trusting the process, I bet you they've had. They're so forward thinking. That they've thought about who the replacement at like almost every coaching position would be in case it like happened tomorrow. Like let's say something terrible happens to a coach and they have to, he has to either get fired or, you know, he's out sick, like a Ron Rivera sort of situation. Like they, like they probably have guys in place already. You know, I'm sure Brandon Bean's not like that he talks to Sean McDermott. Hey, do you ever think about who uh, who might be our offensive coordinator if uh, Brian Dable ever leaves? No, I never thought about that, Brandon. I like, think this would be a good time to think about it. No, I bet you he's got at least two or three. I bet you he's got someone within the organization that he would promote, and he's probably got like two or three people outside the organization that he would like to talk to if the opportunity came about.
2: It's like us
3: with John. Yeah, with John. So, um, yeah, dude, like I got another co host that I could easily (laughs) prepare. John's like, wait, what? Um, it's
1: okay, I understand.
3: (laughs) You're like Eeyore.
1: Looks like fun. Wish I could have some.
3: Yeah, it was a good run, guys. Uh, Wall of Fame, I'm going to give an honorable mention to the lady on primetime television on Saturday Night Football on NBC in one of the only one of the 6700 Bills fans that was wearing a third and coal hoodie that several people tweeted texted me messaged me on Instagram saying there's third and coal Jason Trilio uh sent it to us over on Instagram thank you Jason it's got a screenshot of it I tweeted it um that that's hilarious that it was when we set up our T public story it was just like oh this will be fun we we'll just make some design Bills fans were like I never thought it'd actually be be shown on prime time which is awesome to see. Uh, appreciate her for, if you guys know who that is, by the way, find her for me. Do me a favor. If you message her over Twitter, find her. She's a relative of somebody over social media, Facebook, whatever. Uh, find her. I want to send her something, um, free from our T Public store for doing that. That's really cool. And, uh, and for showing John and Mike firsthand. You know what's funny is this like takes a dump over the fact that Mike and John hate Third and Cole. They hate, the third and Cole Beasley nickname more than anything,
2: and I d- I disagree with you ascribing hate. Like, it has nothing to do with hate. John and I just object to the rationale behind it. Yeah, I hate a lot of things, like war, that hunger, not- homelessness. Yeah, the am- Ravens, amazing the- nicknames, the
3: Patriots. Come on. <laughs> But amazing nicknames, too, at least nicknames uh Actually, you guys are it's, pretty. It's like
2: you have to go through a decision matrix, like how you aro- arrived at that. <laughs> so, anyway. Like, you... Oh, Cole sounds like goal. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be goal, so... so what's next with third? It's like.
3: Cole. Cole Beasley.
2: It's, it's a stretch. Oh, uh,
3: So, I will. yeah, It is a slight stretch. But anyway, you guys. Okay, so you guys don't hate All right. it. All right. Stop it. Whatever, you don't hate it. But I just love the (laughs) fact that it wasn't like, cause we have like, we're very fortunate. We have three or four really good selling designs in our T Public store. Tpublic.com slash store slash CTW pod.
0: Three words for you. Treat, yo, sell.
3: So if you go there, like, there's like our Josh Allen jumping over the haters. Design uh, the McDermott trust the process where he's sprinkling the process over his elbow, like the salt bay, right? Like that's creative. Trust the process. You have the, you know, you dig, you know, with Stefan Diggs Alan digs 2020, which is like just super played out, but popular. Like this was,
2: you should make it to 2024. Now <laughs>
3: I, I may, <laughs> <laughs> I may, we have like several new designs we're uploading um, today by the time you're listening to this, but Like that one is not one of the more popular ones and none of the other hoodies or shirts have shown up on national television, but the ones that Mike and John detest, the one that Mike and John detest that everyone else seems to not have a, not care, not hate as much or not dislike.
1: We objected to you saying hate, so you changed it to detest, but that's a synonym for hate.
3: (laughs) What's in that? Hold on. Let me find another synonym for
2: hate (laughs) that I could use for you. Detest is almost like more visceral. Because, hate we throw around willy-nilly, right? But detest, it's like you have to really, ugh.
3: Like wish bad things upon, right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, so shout out to that lady <laughs> that lady, <laughs> for uh, throwing in the face of Mike and John. So thank you to her for doing that. X Rob S. writes, uh, the wall of fame, defensive front seven, Lamar was a non-factor, and, of course, the taint. Of course, Taint Johnson. He calls him. I did mention that on Twitter. Should we call? Should we call him Taryn Taint Johnson? Because he's had two taints in like the last three weeks. He um, says, "Of course, Taint Johnson." Also, team discipline penalties have not been an issue for weeks now. Wall of shame. 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 The running game. We are going to need some production to see this through to the end. Yeah. Oh, when you don't. When you don't run the ball. Rob, um, you have less likelihood of success in the run game. Devin Brown writes in Wall of Fame, obviously for Taron Johnson and that long, deep taint. No
2: Wall of Shame. What about the nickname Pair for Perineum? It's like it's it's like one step to remove. Like taint is just too in your face. Because he because he had a
3: pair of taints, a perineum pair. No, just because it's short for perineum.
2: Oh, you mean like a double meaning? Because he had the, the pick six against. I got Perry, it. Right? I got it.
3: I got it, Tereniem Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Terranium. that's good. <laughs> the only people that would like that are me and John, maybe Mike. <laughs> if Teren, that'd be one of those things where Jet you'd never catch him wearing it.
1: <laughs> I almost feel like there should be something that distinguishes a pick six from a touchdown after. A pick that wasn't a pick six, if that makes sense.
3: What? Never mind, dude. I just, I just went great. I just, went blank there. What did you? Think? I feel I like think you said the same thing twice. <laughs> he said, "What if a pick six was like a touchdown after an <laughs> interception?"
1: You can get a pick six, right? Which is a taint, right? Yes. Okay. You can get an interception and then you score a touchdown on the next play, which is a taint, right? Or is that not a taint?
2: What you don't I, even know what a
1: taint
3: is? Oh, oh my, my goodness. Oh, John, you're definitely getting voted <laughs> off after this episode. It's not
1: a touchdown after interception, right? Once we hang up, Nate, you and I will stay <laughs> on. It's not just a pick six. It's a touchdown after an interception. It doesn't have to be on the same play, right?
3: Oh, John, I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> What's? I feel bad because John... John, legit legitimate...
0: all these years.
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is I.
1: All right, signing off. For
3: <laughs> John, John, don't sign off. Don't go anywhere. do oh, no. 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 Stay on, please.
2: Um... This is what's wrong with the public school system,
3: <laughs> John. So, just real quick, what do you think a teen is? I just, I just, and then we'll just tell you what what's wrong I mean, and right about it. In
2: John's defense, I would. Hey, like in elementary school. Oh, what do you think it is? Why you got to make me feel like an idiot? Why don't you just tell me? Okay. okay.
3: Well, you were just the one that said that we have to get offline and discuss his replacement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is more funny. It is. It is funny. I mean, John, you tell us what you think. It is. After interception.
3: Correct. You're just using the acronym. <laughs> this... You
2: have to go into more detail. When is I did?
3: When is the after the interception? I touch John but what time? Is it directly after, like in the same play, or is it afterwards, like another player drive? be
1: really on the same play. Is it really just a taint as a pick six? Is that what we were saying? Yes. Is that three lane? <laughs>
2: uh, That's what it's always been.
1: If they got an interception and the next play, the short
2: touchdown pass, that would qualify as a taint.
3: That's even more unlikely than a taint.
2: It's <laughs> like, does it have to be a. It's like Sunday a- evening game at
1: <laughs> you're, so a whole whole moon, moon, you're basically just renaming a pick six a taint is all
3: you're doing. we're not renaming it. That's what it used to be called before
1: me for thinking otherwise or you guys. <laughs> it's for what just renaming something that already existed.
3: It used to be called a taint before the pick six became the cool name for it. um actually, no, I never heard an announcer actually say taint, but it was yeah, it was like a it was like a fancy football stat, wasn't it <laughs> at one point. I don't know, but...
1: This is worse
2: than the whole third and call thing.
3: (laughs) Actually, not for me. I think this is amazing. (laughs) And I think this is... So
2: wait, you think, the John, you thought the offense. So the defense had to intercept the ball. Then the offense had to come out. And on the very next play, it had to be a passing play. And they had to score a touchdown. It didn't have to be a passing
1: play, but they would score on the next play. Wow. I mean, obviously, if it was a pick six, that would qualify as a taint. Because, obviously, the touchdown came after the interception. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Okay. So, all pick sixes were taints, but not all taints were pick sixes. Yeah. The the next next play had to be. Okay.
3: Yeah. So, it was either that same play or the very next play. It could have bled into the next play? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it was after, hence the word after.
3: (laughs) So, if a guy guy returned in 98 yards, got down at the two-yard line, and then they (laughs) ran it in the next play, like, you never once brought up taint.
1: After interception, yeah. Thank you.
3: Well, why didn't you just extend it to like the whole drive? I mean, it could have been the entire drive, not just the exact play after, right? Or
2: the or the quarter. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> the one who fucking made this up. I don't know. <laughs> or, or the half.
3: half. <laughs> <laughs> Two games this, ago. This
2: is ridiculous. It's, it's like bowl. It's like bowling. It's like is, it goes back. You have to consider the whole next drive, and then.
3: It's so much that's less right? unlikely to get to get uh, a touchdown after like the play right after the interception. That's like that's like uh, yeah, that's unlikely. So we got it, John. It's
1: unlikely because a lot of teams try to do that. They'll throw a big bomb after a turnover and catch the other team like that. Like that's a thing that they do. Maybe they do we
2: could get time. the the what is it the Elias Sports Bureau? Maybe it's happened one time since 1960. So all right signing off for john john,
3: <laughs> john, john we don't even need to find a replacement. he's putting in his resignation at the end of this <laughs> podcast oh john john let's not take this this win away from you the this this was the bills won even if you just found out what attain was tonight i'm glad that mike um i'm glad that we explained it there's probably a lot of listeners that don't know after after uh two podcasts or three podcasts of talking the, about it's
1: it. it is what you're
2: saying yes Okay, thank you. Pick six, got it.
3: It's, but it sounds
2: There's these things in life called synonyms,
3: acronyms. Actually, isn't it an acronym?
1: Third and coal is a hundred million times better than renaming
2: pick six.
3: I agree on both counts. I think they're both really good. <laughs> I'm glad we finally.
2: It, how is it any different? Than, like it's a a point after touchdown, a PAT, an extra point. Like it all means the same stuff. Yeah, that's a great
1: example. P A T point after touchdown. Day. It's the next. It's not the same play.
3: Yeah, but that play always comes consequ- after.
2: Yes, after. Thank sequentially you.
3: Sequentially after.
2: <laughs> is that is that why you thought that? That at least there would be like a logic behind it.
3: Yes, and I figured, well, okay, well, well,
2: interceptions return for
1: touchdowns count. All right, so pick six is part of it. But
2: well, John the makes me. yeah yeah
1: well
3: john made me feel better because i thought i was the idiot for not knowing that global studies had no american history going into it in ninth or tenth grade just be like oh it's another class and then john's like you know he didn't know that meant that so that makes me feel better about myself thank you john um i don't
1: know how to feel right now
3: (laughs) you should feel good your team is in the afc championship uh regardless if you've gotten one of the one of the three inside jokes on this podcast um you could have brought it up earlier you could have uh Guys, sorry, I don't know what it means. We wouldn't have made you feel bad like we did just now. (laughs) Um, So Devin Brown mentioned the long, deep taint, and then he said no wall of shame.
2: It's kind of like not knowing someone's name. Like he just got in, John got in way too deep. It's like not not knowing somebody's name after you've been introduced. Oh, yeah. Like at what point can you ever bring it up? Can't. Yeah. I can't even acknowledge taint anymore because-
1: if it's just renaming pick six, like how can you just rename something?
3: Well, you're not going to think it's funny because you didn't un- you, you like didn't the get joke. the joke. You didn't get the joke, so you're not going to think it's funny now. I mean, whenever somebody explains it to you, you're not like, oh, that was hilarious.
1: What's the joke? Because it's the body part <laughs> is that is that the joke?
3: Because we're we're middle we have a middle school sense of humor. Okay, even though we're in our thirties, and it's just fun to talk about. Yes, our fart joke's not funny, John. It depends. Yeah, see? Genitalia. This isn't a genitalia joke, but, you know, you get it. Um, (laughs) Well, this is John's last podcast. I can tell he's done with us after this. And you know what? I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Uh,
2: That's why we have the list. (laughs) We're fine.
3: We're like being in McDermott. We got three uh, spots. (laughs) I mean, some not as good as John, but, you know. Buffalo Ceilings writes, Wall of Fame, of course, Taryn, but damn that game plan from McDermott and Frazier and the play of the entire D. Wall of Shame, the Ravens Center. There must have been seven bad snaps and three or four atrocious ones. Right. Great point by Buffalo Ceilings. He writes in all caps, I can't scream loud enough. We are going to the AFC championship. Andrew Naik writes, Wall of Fame: Leslie Frazier, Taryn Johnson. Remember when everyone was calling for his head? Yes, I do remember. And Justin Tucker. He also put Justin Tucker on the Wall of Fame. Wall of Shame: Anyone who puts Bass, the best kicker in the NFL, Justin Tucker. Justin, T- the best. He writes the best kicker in the NFL, Justin Tucker. Missed two kicks under 45. A rookie did the same. He did fine. We didn't do our Wall of Shames. I don't. I. I we forgot to do that, but, like, Wall of Shame, I mean, if I had to pick someone, it's Tyler Bass, but, um, like Andrew mentioned, I mean, everyone was missing, so um, we never actually got into our Wall of Shames because there really wasn't anyone. Mike Taylor writes, and Michael Taylor writes, Wall of Fame, Taron Johnson, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Bills fans for being classy and wishing Lamar Jackson a speedy recovery. Wall of Shame, Tyler Bass, but that's a nitpick. The, that wind sucked. AFC Championship Game, Dave Thorpe writes, AFC Championship, hello again, my old friend. Sounds, it reminds me of, what is that, like the sounds of silence? Long time, no see, we're back. Wall of Fame, wall of fame the 6,700 fans that showed up, the whole performance by the D. Johnson said he did something? 100-yard, 100 101-yard, playoff record equaling taint. Digs again, what a trade. Wall of Shame, bit windy-like. And I know Dave's from the UK. Bit windy, like. Should I just do? If I know they're from the UK, I feel like I should just do them in in an in a British accent. <clears throat> AFC Championship. Hello again, my old friend. No, that's pretty. That's pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> Dave writes in. Wall of Fame, the defense stepping up big, and of course, Taryn Taint Johnson. Wall of Shame, the running game, was hoping to see more production, especially when we were trying to kill the clock. Of course, at that point, the Ravens defense does know that all we're trying to do is run the ball, so um, I didn't mind that as much. Gettysburg, the dude they they had on camera wearing the third and Cole hoodie, he's the true hero. I was told that was a it was a uh, a woman um but i didn't get a, i was just looking from a photo i didn't actually catch it live on the thing but yeah dave does like to write in and and piss off uh john about uh, third and cole, so thank you again dave for
2: doing that
1: i love third and cole now
2: don't you like being told how to feel john
3: i love it <laughs> Original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame, if anyone says anything other than Jerry Hughes and Taryn Johnson, they are wrong. I love Josh and Steph, but those two should have been talking to the camera after the game. Wall of Shame, get the fuck out of here. Any answer get here gets thrown off the bandwagon. <laughs> That's hilarious. By the way, uh, Original Hatriot, and like several of you guys, um, just over the last couple of weeks. Have messaged us over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just um had some really nice words uh about the podcast um appreciating the work we've done. I don't think that that's something you get from every other fan base saying how uh seeing how appreciative you are of of just podcasters like us just talking about the bills together and entertaining you and hopefully giving some insightful discussion into the buffalo bills your favorite team obviously you're a big fan if you're listening to this as are we and uh really appreciate you know obviously um you don't have to do that you taking out the time and saying thank you guys for doing this um it's our pleasure we love doing this and um appreciate you guys writing back to us and letting us know that that you appreciate that so thank you guys for doing that. I don't think that's typical of every fan base. I think this is something that's special to Bills fans and the way that, that uh, Bills fans are built as people, as human beings. Uh, the Bills God wrote, wrote um, Wall of Fame, Taint Master Johnson, <laughs> Frazier, and McDermott cooking up a stifling defensive game plan that gave Lamar and the Ravens fits. Wall of Shame, the wind coming off Lake Erie. It's a wall of shame only if you don't say that that was uh, what helped uh, – the Bills' defense as well. Gettysburg played the game the most beautiful taint I ever did see. Ah, oh, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous. So that's funny. The whole time Mike and Mike and I are laughing a lot more than John. The last three or four episodes. Now I know why. I was like, oh, John just doesn't really like this joke. Maybe he's just not into it. I mean, so much more now. Big R writes in love. Love hearing from Big R. Big R is in. He writes. Wall of Fame, Bills defense for shutting us all up after last week. But of course, Taren with the terraint, <laughs> Taren with the terraint. I was yelling, come on, Taryn!" Like, come on, Tars from Interstellar. <laughs> also, Diggs and Allen. Allen was good enough, a.k.a. better than Lamar in tough conditions. Wall of Shame, no one. Go, Bills. Taren the Taint Johnson, you mean Terranium Johnson? Yes. I like Pear. <laughs> of course you did. You came up with that one.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I successfully removed all bias. <laughs> like, doesn't a good nickname, like, it's not the thing. It's like two or three steps removed. Like, it evolves. And that's like something you, his teammates can call him in front of his mom. You can't be like, hey, Tink, come here. It's kind of derogatory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but be you like, could be like, hey,
2: Pear. <laughs> hey, Pear what? <laughs> Test the salt, please. I don't whatever.
3: I like pair because of the perineum, but also it's like you have a you have a set, you have a pair. I like that. I like that thought. It's got a pair.
2: Oh, you mean uh Yeah. So it has multiple meanings. That seemed better. (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's it does seem better. If Tyrannium did wasn't so perfect with Perineum, then yeah. Tyrannium Johnson. Joe Forrest writes Wall of Fame, the defense, they were amazing and played their best game of the season. Also, got to give it up to Justin Tucker missing field goals. Wall of Shame, knowing we are going back to the AFC championship game. We are back, America. Deal with it. Absolutely, Joe. <laughs> B Mormon 2020 writes Wall of Fame, Taryn's mother for producing Taryn. <laughs> I love how we just like, I think we put Joel and Lavon Allen on last week or a couple of weeks ago, for birthing Josh Allen. From now on, we're just conceiving and birthing. Now on, we're just going to put the parents of every single player that we like on the wall of fame. Wall of shame, Nick, I wear my penis on my face right, but don't say his name on the show to give him more clout. Oh, well, I don't read ahead of time, Be Mormon 2020. I'm like Ron Burgundy. In Anchor, man, I just read white, what's right in front of me, man.
2: <laughs> Basically,
3: just ignore this tweet.
2: Now, too late. You're on. You made the episode. It's good to know you have such a stringent process <laughs>
3: of weeding these out. Mike Graham writes, Wall of Fame, taint Jackson, baby. His TD put the score out of reach and clinched us a spot to the AFC Championship. Wall of Shame, Collinsworth, because I had to hear him continually call Jackson the MVP. And I had to keep saying, "Not this fucking year, asshole." <laughs> Dude wouldn't shut up about Lamar. That is true. He did love uh, Chris Collinsworth. Loves himself, Lamar. He loves himself some Lamar. I don't hate. Some people hate Chris Collinsworth, and I do not hate him. I don't. He does mention how much he loves everyone but the Bills. But he gave up. He gave some praise for Josh Allen. I did. I didn't. I don't hate him.
1: I hate almost every announcer.
3: You just got like, done...
1: Like, how many do you like, right?
3: I'd argue that I actually don't mind Chris Collinsworth. Like, him and... Yeah,
1: but I don't mind. But like, which ones do you like?
3: Well, I, that's what I'm saying. The bar is so low because we normally get the garbage announcers because we're Buffalo. So, like, to me, Chris Collinsworth, based on those idiots, he's like he's like the Miss Universe, <laughs> you know? He's like the cream of the crop, right? And... And you know, I, I just don't hate it as much. I love Tony Romo. Um, who do you like? Who don't you like?
1: I like Romo. I don't. I don't like most of them. How about that?
3: Mm-hmm. RTG Marley writes Wall of Fame: Leslie Frazier, the man with the master plan, and Josh Allen for having a clean game. Diggs and Taron Johnson. Shame, he says Bass money. See, this is just a side note. This has nothing to do with RTG Marley. Um, but like I've seen it on like Bills Buffalo Bills official Twitter account. I don't like people going with Bass Money or B A S S with like the dollar signs because it's like you guys are just playing off house money. I know that's what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Like this is like the the nickname. I like kicking his ass T Bass so much better. Of course, I came up with that one. (laughs) But like this, just (laughs) (laughs) you know, similar to Triple Play AJ and Terraniam Johnson. But like. The, the, you can't, you can't give the kicker like the previous kickers, the, the previous kickers. You know, uh, nickname. Do you guys agree with that or what?
0: I'll, like, I'll give
1: you a T bass, but everything else, like, uh, all the other nicknames and taints and what, whatever the hell you calling <laughs> them, those all stuck.
3: Oh, I shouldn't have even asked John. John's in a bad mood. Mike would have.
1: John, John <laughs> got I'm, sour. I'm, I'm giving you T bass. That's a good
0: thing. <laughs>
3: If if this was John from ten minutes ago, you would have given me everything, but I don't I don't blame you. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed too. Um, Mike Bass money. It seems forced.
2: It's a little forced.
3: He says can't blame all the missed field goal on him because of the wind, but damn man, you're playing in Buffalo. Get it together, Brian Dable. First half play calling. Yeah, that was rough. First half on offense. All right, this is the part where we have so many new people to the podcast. I want to get in some new new blood. This is this is old blood, but I like it. Private Joker two thousand three wrote by the way. Private Joker two thousand three did become a private in two thousand three and is not a private today in twenty twenty one. So just so everyone wonders, he is not an eighteen year private. He did. Um, go up through the ranks. How much further through the ranks? I don't exactly know. I didn't ask, but he did reassure me he is not still a private. So that's good for him. Um, very happy about that. He writes, So easy, Wall of Fame, Taryn the Entertainer Johnson. Ooh, bringing it.
2: That's good. Taren, that's good.
3: Taryn the Entertainer Johnson. Honorable mention to the refs for me not noticing them at all. Wall of Shame, Chris Collinsworth bringing up Josh Allen's accuracy as if it's still in question. It was the wind, bro. <laughs> I did kind of wonder, before the wind was discussed, I did kind of wonder. I'm like, is this 2019, Josh? Are we seeing not a deep pass, Josh? He also writes, Gettysburg, The Taint, soon to be a 30 for 30 film. <laughs> Quote, unquote, The Taint, soon to be a 30 for 30 film. Um,
2: what would the name of the movie be?
3: The Taint. <laughs> Just The Taint. <laughs> Uh, entertainer. Then some other people wrote entertainer. They liked that one. And he wrote, uh, please make this happen. Well, I just, just make it happen. I just read it on the podcast. By the way, uh, here was another, we were talking about Gabriel Davis last week with like him being such a good, uh, receiver on the sidelines, like Mr. Perimeter. I came up with a sideline surgeon, which people enjoyed. There was one listener that brought up an amazing nickname for Gabriel Davis. Listen, it had to do with like toe, toe drags. Like, by the sidelines, it was Count Dragula. Count Dragula.
2: Like it? I think you'd you'd be amazed at what you can accomplish when you're not so worried about taking credit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Your favorite nicknames are across the board.
3: (laughs) Are ones that you've invented. I didn't invent Count Dragula. Sideline Surgeon, I did, but... Counter Aguilar. And which which do you like better? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask that because I know which one I like better. <laughs> but I thought that one was pretty good. I thought that one was pretty good. Jason Statham writes: Wall of Fame. Jerry Hughes, Taron Johnson, Trey Edmonds. Absolutely massive games from all three tonight. Wall of Shame. Anyone who doubted the Bills, this team is dangerous. I've said it for weeks. There is no team I don't fear. I think he means there's no team.
2: Oh no, it's a double negative. We can't do negatives. Yeah, th-
3: negative. we can't. I can't figure that out mentally. It's like John trying to figure out a taint three weeks in. It's just like it's not going to happen. He says it's like an <laughs>
2: Elstad's question or a Bill's podcast.
3: John's like, I'm staying up for this bullshit. The Mike and Je- Mike and Nate. I was in a good mood before this podcast. <laughs> and then uh, Jason also writes, I'm going to try to get some sleep. It's 4.23 a.m. And I wouldn't blame you. We're going to leave it on that. Thank you guys so much for writing in on your wall of famers and wall of shamers on Twitter. That segment is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. I want to talk to you about a few giveaways we're doing. Um, right now, we have a tea public, uh or we have a giveaway for um, this new partner that we're working with, Foco. If you find our Twitter account at CTW Pod, like Circling the Wagons Pod, we're giving away um, a premium, a Bills premium three pack of masks. So, like, if you saw, uh, it's these really cool. There's like three different colors. It's white, red, and blue. And they're, they have the Bills logo on everything. And they're made by this company called Foco. You can find them at Foco USA. Just find that tweet from us and uh you just have to retweet it and follow us and them and then you're entered for this it's like a 30 value it's cool it's free um you can get out of that this company makes a bunch of cool different items um besides that like if you guys see all of the the gators and the masks that the the bills players wear on the sidelines those are all made by foco I actually bought one recently like before the season not knowing that it was straight from Foco so I bought one of their items we are getting uh Mike and John are getting a couple of hoodies from them I'm getting a backpack cooler they have a ton of cool Bills themed accessories they have like Hawaiian shirts they have slippers I mean they have everything they have this really cool uh Josh Allen bobblehead where he's chucking a chicken wing Instead of a football. And if you're wondering. It is a flat. Not a drumstick. So he's chucking that. It's a pretty cool thing. He's in the Bill Stadium. And there's fire in the background. It's cool. Check that out. If you use the promo code CTWPOD10. That's CTWPOD. Like circling the wagons. Pod 10. As your promo code, you'll get 10% off all of your orders. They just released a Dion Dawkins, let it snow bobblehead. So if you guys are interested in that, they have a lot of cool player like Jordan Poyer, uh, Gators, masks, um, all this really cool stuff. Uh, we went through it just as a podcast the other day when we were looking at this stuff and, uh, and we thought this would, this would be cool to promote on the podcast and, and give you guys a discount for being our listeners. So check out the giveaway. Um, if you're going to, you know, buy anything from there from foco.com, um, just use the promo code CTW pod 10 to get 10% off. We are doing an Andre Reed signed jersey giveaway on Twitter. So look at us on Twitter at CTW pod for that. Um, you just have to retweet that uh, tweet and follow the instructions there. And then we're doing our three giveaways. Uh, for the people that left us five-star reviews on apple podcast thank you guys so much for doing that by the way i always text those to the guys and let them know i uh, appreciate you guys taking the time out and mentioning us somewhere in the review and those three winners are at frankie v29 at frankie v29 the next winner is buff 2118 that's buff 2118 And the third winner is Go Bills UK. That's Go Bills UK. So, um, the winners of the podcast get, I should have mentioned what they win. Uh, there, we're giving away another Andre Reid signed jersey. We're giving away a signed Harrison Phillips jersey. And then we're giving away some DraftKings Sportsbook swag. So our good friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago are giving away um, either some polo shirts or some t-shirts that say DraftKings Sportsbook on them or some uh, snapback hats. So if you are one of the winners that I just mentioned, uh, message us either over Twitter, over Facebook, Instagram, um, email, ctwpod at gmail.com. Email us there. The first person that gets back to us gets to choose what you want uh, for your giveaway. and. Um, Thank you guys all for participating. So I think we're going to end it there. We talked about a lot of things. Uh, normally we go over um, the odds for the next game, but we don't know exactly at this point who the Bills are playing. But uh, like John mentioned, if the Bills play the Chiefs, we're playing an Arrowhead next week against the first seed. If the Bills play the Browns next week, we're going to have three straight home games um, in the playoffs, which is going to be awesome. Another 6,700 fans, maybe more, who knows, uh, are going to be in attendance for that game. So thank you guys all for that. So Mike and John, unless you have any other final thoughts on today's win?
1: When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us.
3: So (laughs) signing off for John.
2: (laughs) I had my jogging story, remember? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, real quick, before we sign off.
2: Yeah, you told us Morgan Halstead reached out to you on Twitter, said she listens to the podcast while she jogs. So I was telling you guys how I wore my Bills jersey when I went jogging. And it was freaking awesome because people would honk at me and be like, go Bills. And at first, it was terrible because I was off to the side of the road. And the first couple of people that honked at me, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what the freak? I'm not in the street. What's your problem? And then it's on me. Like, ah, oh, I see the Flutie Jersey. I'm like, yeah. You so must." I just think, go ahead. You must have been
3: livid, those first few people I that was were. So,
2: blood pressure just spiked. <laughs> What do
3: you want me to do? I'm off to this side. I'm in the mud.
2: <laughs> uh and then when it all clicks, it's you feel like Rocky, man, jogging around the neighborhood. I just think uh if you've got some Bills gear, if you're out, obviously social distance, blah blah blah, we're all being safe. But it's it's relatively infrequent that we get this far, right? It's been twenty-five years, so it's awesome for a sense of community. Where's that Where that Bill's gear? Wave at each other, do the nod. It's it's honk at each other. Give it uh, w- was it a friendly honk? Was it like a
3: beep beep beep? Or was it like a, <laughs> a <laughs> <her>? <laughs> There's definitely Some a difference. Both. Some both. <laughs> both. <laughs> uh, but it was just a very emphatic go bills, like a go bills. Yeah, right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a good point. If I if I go to take the dog for a walk, the weather's alright.
2: <laughs> rock rock that bills gear. Rock man. that Bills and gear. Just somebody. I will. I will. Yell, go Bills! It's it's a good time, especially man with with Corona, and I think a lot of people feel isolated. You can't be around. It's and it's tough. Uh, <laughs> this is the year that you want to be at the games. You want to be tailgating. You want to be hanging out with your family, your friends, and it's just uh, yeah, anything you can do to get that sense of
3: community. Yeah, I remember wearing a Bills mask earlier this season at Wegman's, and people saying, hey, "Go Bills!" Nice mask. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah so bills.
2: wear it and then the, when you see it,
3: I feel like that didn't happen. I feel like that didn't hardly happen at all before this season. I feel like it was very rare, especially the postseason, like you mentioned. That's cool that I mean because you've been jogging. This isn't like your first time jogging ever. No one ever cared, right? Or have you is this oh, the first time you wore a flutie?
2: w first time I wore was Rocking the Bills jersey just for the game. Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. Nice, man. Good call. Good call. Well, thank you guys all for listening to the podcast, be sure to check out the uh, the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network this next week. And uh, they're going to give you everything up leading up to the, to the AFC championship game. And we look forward to talking to you guys then. So signing
2: off for John.
1: When it's too tough for them, it's just right for us.
2: <laughs> for Mike? I feel bad. Like John was at a 10 and we... He just got knocked down. I know that really that really made me look at, look at myself. And I
1: feel good. I I feel that you guys are probably feeling a little suspect right now, but
2: no, I, I feel amazing. Not, <laughs> all right, haven't felt better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nothing like tearing down one of your best friends <laughs> in public and uh, and feeling <laughs> like uh, feeling great about it later. <laughs>
1: I feel good. What whatever invention you made doesn't make any sense. So you know whatever
3: now you know how i felt when you guys would tear down third and cole okay just saying now john you and i have to gang up on mike at some point maybe at the afc championship podcast recap and just tear him a new one so he knows what it feels like
1: i'm not taking sides
3: yeah yeah me either i was just joking (laughs) so signing off for mike go bills and for me nate go bills enjoy the Rockin' with the Bills Anthem by Dom Brown. And we'll talk to you guys after the AFC Championship.
0: Yeah, it's the Mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the Bills. It's the Mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the Bills. It's the Mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the Mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the Bills. Who you reppin' with your team?
1: Who you reppin', what's your team? You know I'm reppin' for my team. I got that Allen on my team. Micah Hyde, Jordan Boyer, can you catch it? Trade day is like a mask, you not catchin' anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clappin' while I'm you? Jerry Hughes, will get the sack soon as you snap it. Andre Roberts running back, ain't no just backin'. Mafia, we on a ride and we got traction.
0: We got busy, we got digs. Mac uh, McKinsey, make you miss. Dawson Knox with the stiff I'm Treat opponents just like his. Feliciano, Deion Dawkins, block defenders like the Hey, it's the mafia. I said no one on top of us. I said no one is blocking us on top of our division. So it's clear that it's no stopping us. Google best team in the league and yeah, we popping up. Hey, who you reppin'? What's your team? Who you reppin'? What's your team? You know I'm reppin' for my team selling on my team it's the mafia you know i'm rocking with the bills yeah. it's the mafia you know i'm rocking with the bills uh. it's the mafia i'm with the buffalo bills yeah. it's the mafia you know i'm rocking with the bills hey it's the mafia i said no one on top of us i said no one is blocking us on top of our division so it's clear that it's no stopping us google best team in the league and we popping up
1: Home game for the playoffs, but you already know. Gabe Davis is a rookie, but he playing like a pro. Uh, Going through a table, only time we ever fold. Can you dig it? Seventeen, about to the tickets to the bowl. Hey, yeah. uh, don't you run it? No. Oliver and Trey Evans gonna be on it. on it. We got Corey, but we barely ever pun it. Never. Cause we just running up the score on our opponent. We got beesy, we got dicks, single Terry by the Duke him out of shoes. Make a it in, exact, also throw the dicks. It's the sick, Terry, Justin, pick six, To the house take a flick. Hey, hey, it's the mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the bills. Hey. It's the mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, I'm with the
0: Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rockin' with the bills. Hey. 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 Who you reppin'? What's hey. your team? Hey. Hey. Who you reppin'? What's your team? Hey. Hey. You know I'm reppin' for my team. Team. On team. Super Bowl, what
2: you Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's charlie tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, Go Bills!
0: Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>